Hi, this is Marco from Kurokoi, and you are listening to the Antispira podcast. See, see, see. Rock on. Welcome everybody to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. My name is Matt Rycroft. And I'm Mike Dyer. And I'm Russell Taylor. And we're here again to bring you news, discussion, reviews, all about Lacuna Coil. So let's start off with some news for you. Uh, firstly, you might have seen the news this week that Lacuna Coil uh, will be playing at the South by Southwest Music Festival in Austin, Texas. This takes place on March the 15th, which is a Friday, and the band will be playing from 12.50am to 1.50am. So, yeah, pretty early in the morning, guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, probably going to be a very, very long day for them. And then I don't know how they would feel about such a late set. It's, uh, well, um, I don't know, it seems to me that it's it's quite late to be uh, going out on stake. Oh, I suppose so, you're going to get used to it, though, don't you? When you're on, yeah, you're yeah, on I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, definitely an interesting time to play, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I wonder what other bands are on at that time. Um, they're playing at the Dirty Dog Bar, <laughs> and I get the impression that the the overall festivals are a bit like the, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in the UK. And lots of lots of things happening over a course of a couple of weeks, basically, and you buy tickets for what you want to go and see. I saw some of the big tickets, and you can certainly sign up for a lot and pay quite a lot of money to do so and see a bit of everything, really. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah it sounds quite interesting. So yeah. I guess if anybody's out in Texas around that time, you might want to check out the Dirty Dog Bar and uh, see the band play for an hour uh, in the early hours of the morning. So I imagine there'd be quite a lot of beer around going around that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what else have we got? You might not have seen it, but uh, unsungmelody.com did an interview, a short interview with Christina, all about Dark Adrenaline. Uh, most of the conversation surrounded the uh, song Trip of Darkness, and there was a short discussion on how the uh, video was made and who made it. Uh, it's quite an interesting little interview. I'll, uh, I'll post up the link in the show notes so you can check it out if you haven't done so already. Next up, South American Tour. So... Lacuna Coil are uh, currently touring with Seven Dust in the US, but from the 1st of March they'll be heading down south, starting off uh, in Rio de Janeiro and then uh, heading around the rest of Brazil, across to Argentina, Chile, Peru, and finishing up in Mexico on the 9th. I'm sure they're going to go down a storm, actually. Um, Rush, you went over to, was it Venezuela you went to a couple of years I, ago? I did. Um, I went over on the uh, back end of the Survive Tour, which was summer 2010, and that was down in Caracas in Venezuela. And very, very good reaction down there, um, obviously because it's a territory that uh, at the time, I think it was only the second time the band had ever been down there, but it literally manic. You've got you know fans waiting at the airport to greet the band, and you know it was torrential sort of downpour of rain and queuing for sort of 10, 12 hours sort of outside. So it's very, very very fanatical down there and definitely a, a, a great reaction i'd love to go down there and see her in, yeah, I would in, as well. in south america um having a number of friends on facebook um from south america yeah there's definitely a, a passion about the band there 
and uh, it, it seems quite infectious as well. And there's a number of people setting up uh, fan pages and discussion groups and lots of pictures being posted. And like you say, from, even from the last tour, we saw a load of custom posters and custom flags and mm. yeah, really, really good. Um, if, if the, uh, the fans there are as passionate as, uh, as they seem to be, I'm, I'm sure the band are going to have a great time. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So if, if you get the time and, you know, finances work, then it, it's definitely worth a trip down there. Um, it's also for the culture and the people. It's very, very different to what we're sort of used to over here. A lot friendlier and, um, yeah, nothing but, but good things to say about the experience. Brilliant. So if you are a fan and you are in South America, then you really have no excuses but to uh, <laughs> check out the, uh, the dates online and... Uh, Sign yourself up and your friends. Bring along as many as you can and get involved in uh, in lots of lots of passionate singing, which I'm sure will be taking place. Okay, discussion time. So last week we talked about the first time we saw Lacuna Core live, and uh, this week we're going to talk about the first time we met the band. I know there's a number of people certainly have posted on the Empty Spiral forums over the years about how you meet Lacuna Coil and what are the band like. So I thought we'd spend a few moments sharing our own experiences of the, the first time we finally met uh, the band members themselves. Yeah, um, I distinctly remember it very well. Um, it's October 2006 in Manchester, which is uh, the venue's well, not too far from where I live. Um, I was um, with a group of people or go, about to meet people for the first time to um, fly her for Empty Spiral. So it was the uh, the first time I met Laura and the first time I met you, Matt. So, oh, um, right, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, prior to meeting you, I well, the first person I met outside was um, Mackie, who was stood outside the tour bus, and then uh, the tour bus... Uh, doors opened and Mouse and Pizza walked out. So I had a picture with uh, all three of them. And, uh, well, then I ba- basically then uh, hung around for a bit and met you and um, met the rest of the guys after after the gig. And I seem to remember it was um, a very good gig. We ended up on the barrier after go- uh, sneaking in through the back door saying we were going to deliver flyers and we managed to get on the barrier, if if you may remember that. I remember that. But then again, yeah. you always seem to get on the barrier, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good trick of mine. <laughs> and um, I, I seem to remember after the gig, I uh, I went back with probably you and Laura. I can't remember whether Teague was there. Uh, I don't think he was, maybe. Um, and then the first person that came out of the venue into the tour bus was Andrea. So I uh, I managed to speak to him before the huge crowd of people mm-hmm. uh, managed to like almost mob him, and then eventually um, Chris came out and I uh, had a brief chat with him and a picture as well as like with Andrea, then finally Christina and as you and Russ know um, and anyone else that tries to meet them after the um, after the gigs. She was uh, swamped uh, by a huge mob of people, like she usually is. <laughs> and uh, that was it. First time meeting. Impressions? What did you think of them when you met them? Uh, impressions, very down-to-earth, very uh, friendly, uh, very, I would say, social and laid-back, always willing to, uh, I don't know, just ha- have a lot of time for the fans and make them feel at ease if you've never met them before. I'd certainly never met them before and it was I'd seen them for 
a few years prior to that. So it was really nice to meet them and I've met them many times since. What about you, Russ? Me, I was quite late to the party, actually. Um, I distinctly remember the first time I met, it was Mouse and Mackie, and it was the Barfly gig in London, which I think, uh, correctly if I'm wrong, I think it was 2009, um, sort of in the afternoon, very, very briefly. Um, and then after that, the next meeting I had was, was Christina, which was early 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I distinctly remember that a bit better. Uh, we'd sort of chatted on Facebook a bit on her uh, official page um, and basically ended up just sort of meeting and having a chat in uh, Manchester outside the academy for probably about 30, 40 minutes in, in one afternoon. And uh, it sort of led on from there, really. Yeah, right. OK. Was the, um, the Barfly show when Mackie fell asleep in the pub next door? Uh, I've heard that story, yeah. I wasn't there oh, yeah, at the time, I but I, I, I think I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, I, think that might, I, I distinctly remember that one. Um, <laughs> I think it was it was a warm-up a warm gig for, was it Download that year? I think, I think it was, yeah. It was just a few days before. It might have been the day before Download. or Yeah, it was. It was on the, I'd like to think it was on the Friday, but I might be wrong. And it was, they were playing songs from Shallow Life, I think, at the time. Yeah, I think so. And the Barfly is quite a small place. And it was absolutely rammed with people, from what I remember. But yeah, I distinctly a... remember it. It was, it was quite a late one. I think they're a bit late on stage. When did you get a chance to meet everybody else? You, you mentioned Matthew um It was all pretty much um, early 2010, to be honest. Um, so the same, I sort of met Christina in the afternoon and it was after the gig when uh, I met Chris um, and then met Andrea, I think, for the first time. But everyone else, it was sort of scattered sporadically. Um, as Mike says, generally the best place to meet them is is after the gig. Um, and I always used to sort of literally the show would end and uh, I'd sort of head home. So until sort of 2009, 2010, um, I hadn't actually met them before. But, uh, you know, Echo and Mike, very down-to-earth people. Um, and, you know. Yeah, I mean, you both mentioned meeting the, the band after the gig and it does require quite a lot of determination. I think it's the same with any band. Uh, it's worth mentioning for those people that, that don't know that obviously after the, the show's over... The band go to their dressing room and they have to get all their stuff together and pack up and obviously shower and get changed and do all of that stuff that they need to do. Um, get ready to put all their stuff back on the bus and then move to go on to the next show the next day, driving overnight invariably. So it takes quite a long time to pull all that stuff together and it mm. can usually be a good hour or so, maybe even longer, sometimes two hours before they come out. And that requires um, quite a lot of determination because, you know, like you say, a lot of people just go home after the after the show. If you've got a journey to make, or you've got a last train or a last bus, it's not always easy to hang around. Mm. I mean, I always used to just purely go to the London shows, and as you know, they tend to be sort of rammed and very, very busy. Yeah. So it's probably not the, the best sort of place to try and meet the band. I mean, normally you're sort of looking about an hour, hour and a half afterwards, as you mentioned. So there's a bit more waiting around. If you go sort of on a, on a UK tour, you've probably got a, a slightly better chance if you're in other areas such as Manchester and Birmingham. But, I mean, uh, they do always make the time, and they are all, you know, 99.9% of the time out after the gig, as you say. Yeah, yeah. I think if you can get there earlier, it's almost easier to meet them then, isn't it? As the, yeah, as I think. Yeah, yeah. I think. Sort of think the yeah. yeah, the afternoon definitely. If if you can manage to get them before they do the sound check, or or when they arrive, perhaps, and then well, give them a bit of space to settle in and everything, rather than just well running up to them like like we've seen in the past on tours with people that are overly excited to see them. I think though, for a lot of people, if it's the first time or you don't you don't see 
a band, a band you love very often, it's easy to understand why you're oh, yeah, excited. Totally. In and yeah. It's quite it's quite exciting and fun to see, actually, looking in on that, seeing people coming over and saying hi. And yeah, yeah. Over the years, though, pe people have... Concern is too strong a word, but people have been worried to go and say hi and say they'd be embarrassed. And I, and I would just say to anybody who's feeling that way, just put that aside, you know. These, 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 these people are very down-to-earth, really friendly, uh, really respect their fans and want to say hello. So, and they're only uh, human as well, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, only human. And they, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, they enjoy touring and they enjoy speaking to people and they, they want to hear from people. So, yeah, do go and say hello. Do speak to them. Obviously, respect people's distance. Respect that people need their own time. Um, but, yeah, if you get a chance, do say hello. Definitely. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, yeah, my first time. So, <laughs> um <laughs> Well, we talked last week about the first time I met Andrea, uh, which was in December 2003, uh, when I did the first interview for Empty Spiral. I, my next contact with the band was about midway through 2004, where I actually spoke to Chris on the phone. They were touring the US at the time, and they wanted to make Empty Spiral an uh, official worldwide fan site of the band. So they contacted me, and we had a conversation on the phone. So that was quite surreal, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, Someone yeah. from the band calling me up and wanting to talk about stuff. So that was that. Uh, but the first time I actually met everybody else was at Hammersmith Apollo almost exactly, I think, in fact, exactly a year after I'd first met Andrea, so December 2004. Um, and I had an interview, and I'd arranged an interview, and I was led downstairs to the dressing room, and they were all in there getting ready. And I distinctly remember, it was really bizarre, because they treated me like a celebrity. It was really <laughs> weird. It was really <laughs> surreal. They all wanted to come, come over and say hello, and, and yeah, I was just... I kept thinking to myself, shouldn't this be the other way around? Shouldn't I be the person kind of saying, oh, I'm the fan and saying hello to you guys? But it's actually, strangely, it felt like it was the other way around. And did an interview uh, with Christina and Marco was nearby as well. And it was the first time that I asked that question. And I'm not talking about what lacuna core means or what's it like to be a female in a metal band. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was the 119 question, and that was where I got the answer about she first mentioned that it's a distance between two places, and that's about the most information I've ever managed to get yeah. out of them on the subject. But that's where that all started. Just to, I wanted to know, didn't know anything about it, asked the question, and then suddenly it kind of grew from there. Um, missed all the support acts, saw them obviously live. And then afterwards, uh, went back and had a few beers with them, with um, with Anders uh, from In Flames at the hotel, which was in Hammersmith. And that was it. And that was my first meeting of the band. And it was, yeah, it was really good. Really good to meet them. Really nice people. As you both said, down to earth, really, really friendly. Um, good fun. And certainly met them quite a few times ever since, but I'm sure we'll talk about that another time.
Okay, let's move on to our review. So this week we are reviewing the third song from the self-titled EP, the first release that Lacuna Core brought out. And we, this week we're going to uh, review This Is My Dream. So, guys, what are our thoughts on this one then? Russ, what do you think? Me? Um, I like it. Um, I, being honest, it's probably my least favourite song, actually, um, on the EP. Not because it's specifically weaker than any of the songs, it's just probably the one I have the, the least connection to. It's a bit more straightforward musically. Um, and again, the vocals um, are great. Lyrically, um, kind of similar to the, the Secrets, slightly confusing, um, but going through sort of the the lyrical content of the EP is probably the the most straightforward um, song lyrically. Okay. Mike? Pretty much the same sentiments as Russ. It's, well, fairly simplistic, but the main message I think it's trying to uh, trying to give to everyone is uh, follow your dreams, perhaps. And, um, well, despite everything you do, just follow them and take it from there and it is a simplistic song, but I think that's perhaps, well, for me, definitely that might be the message that they're trying to convey to everyone. Have you got any favourite parts of the song that you like or bits you don't particularly like about it? I quite like the song. I think it's it's, it's a standalone song for the for the EP, and I just think it it kind of slots in okay-ish to, to the order of everything, but it's one of those uh, tracks where it's, I don't know whether it's like a filler track or I don't know. It's hard to say. It's not. It doesn't overly impress me, but I wouldn't say it's terrible either. It's just one of those uh, middle of the road things. Really? Do you know what? I you both surprise me mm-hmm. because <laughs> this is my favourite song on the EP. Really? I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I I don't know what it is, but you talk about musical simplicity. I think you're right. I think that the 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 tune is simpler than certainly the secret. The words which we talked about last week in the secret are great lyrics, very much an enigma. Um, the sentiment is not dissimilar in "This Is My Dream," but mm. I love this song. Ah, oh, it's brilliant. I think it's just <laughs> this is one of my favourite songs and it has been for a very long time. Um, I love the opening. I have a really really simple guitar opening. I love the fact that you hear a kind of a rushing wind every so often throughout the song. I love Andrea's um, opening verses. And when Christa, Christina comes in and she's... You, if the first time in a Lacuna Core song, you hear Christina harmonising with herself, which you hear a lot in Unleashed Memories. Later yeah, on. yeah, yeah. But this is the first time you hear it when she sings This Is My Dream and Believe In Yourself. I know this time you could. Um, and then you get that, that brilliant whispering of this is my dream from from andrea and that it, it yes it feels like a kind of a single like it, it's the music is almost radio friendly if you see what I mean, yeah, compared yeah. to some of the other stuff yeah. it's not as dark and as gothic but th- uh, this song for me is is a standout song which is really strange that you guys both feel that it's a middle of the road song which is good mm. we've got different opinions on that on the music, it's good to get all sides of things, but no, I love this song. It's just my favourite from this, and maybe even from the next out, from the first album, from In a Reverie, and you know, put together, and I'd still see as see uh, this is my dream as a standout song. Mm. So yeah, I mean, one thing 
one thing I have sort of noticed in sort of going back and again paying uh, specific attention to the early songs is I think I actually prefer the production on the first EP to perhaps maybe even in a reverie. Uh, in what way? Uh, in terms of it just sounds slightly better produced than in a reverie. I don't know the reasons behind that. Um, you'd expect it to be sort of vice versa, but there's just something about the the quality of the the first EP is sort of uh, it's just haunting. Hmm. I tend to agree with you. I was listening to In a Reverie yesterday, actually, and there's it. It does feel like it could do with um, being reproduced, as it were. Needs polishing up a yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. It feels very kind yeah, of muted in places. Yeah. Um. But strangely enough, the EP, being as old as it is, it it, it does have a certain quality about it. Mm. And and I think you're right. And so this this for me is one of the standouts. Unlike you guys. Okay, so let's let's talk numbers now. <laughs> Russ, what would you give it? Me, uh, seven out of ten. Okay, Mike. Uh, six. Six out of ten. Wow. Mm. I, I'm a, This is a nine <laughs> for me. Pushing a ten, but it could even be a ten. But I'm going to go with nine. Uh, um, I, I think it's brilliant. <laughs> wow, <laughs> very different. If you're on Facebook and you want to talk about Lacuna Coil and you want to talk to uh, lots of friendly fans, then we highly recommend you head over to Coil Community Group, the link which we'll post in the uh, show notes today. Um, really, really friendly. Lots of pictures. Uh, hats off to Gillian. She's doing a great job bringing everybody together. Um, and it's uh, really worth heading over there and uh, having a chat with people. Obviously, we'd like you to uh, join us on the forums at Empty Spiral, but we do appreciate that a lot of people like socialising through Facebook and uh, do that exclusively. And who are we to stop you? You you head over to uh, Call a Community and do that. You have, yeah, you, you're over yeah. there as well, guys, yeah? Yeah, I yep, totally... Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally agree as well. And I think uh, Killian is doing a fantastic job and everyone that's involved with it and is posting there, it's... Uh, They'll all know it's a very friendly place to be, as is Empty Spiral. So head over to both or whichever you prefer and take it from there. Yeah, and say hi, say hi to us. We'll be over there as well. We yeah, yeah, hang definitely. out there on a daily basis. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I know both Mike and Russ. You get involved in the conversations. So I don't have as much time as I would like, so mm-hmm. I'm usually liking posts rather than <laughs> too involved in things. But uh, yeah, it's it's great to see everybody chatting away on on Facebook and it's uh, it's really proved it's quite a new community quite a new oh, group yeah. and it's but it's proving to be popular and uh, people are really enjoying it and there's a lot of love which is great really you know, you're seeing the best signs best side of uh, fandom through that group so yeah hats yeah. off to them okay I think that brings us to a close today um, anything else you guys want to add no just thanks again to uh, everyone that's listening it's proving very um, popular so far and may it continue and thanks to you again Matt and to you Rust for making it enjoyable and anyone else that wants to get on board please contact us and I'm sure you'll both agree oh absolutely yeah we've got a few people that want to be special guest stars we're looking for special guests which is you guys the fans we want to find out um, how you got into Luke and Nicole, what you think of the band, what your favourite songs are. So if you want to be interviewed by us or you just want to come along and say hi, please do let us know. Uh, you can do that via EmptySpiral.net, www.EmptySpiral.net. 
you can also contact us via our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash empty spiral.net. And of course, over at Twitter, just send us a tweet, uh, empty spiral net. And if you uh, do like the show, said last week, say it again, do like us or rate us on iTunes. Uh, it's good to see what people think. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. So um, look forward to speaking to you all soon. Catch you later, everybody. Cheers. Thank you. See you, everyone.